CBS Monday. NCIS! Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Violent Island, they got here. Walking to paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching this, I've been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii, Monday, starting at 9, 8 central, on CBS, and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. New CBS Monday, NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? New NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS, and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. Um, Happy New Year. Not really if you're a Buckeye fan. Um, Welcome to What We Learn Live. I am Dave Biddle, joined by Matt Baxendale. We're going to have Heater here in a moment. Hope to hear from Patrick Murphy and Steve Hellwagon after post-game interviews. I'm here in Atlanta. Bax is back in Columbus. Man, looked like the Buckeyes just had it in the bag, man. And they, I don't know. I mean, where do you come down on this? I mean, are you like, just, what are your thoughts on this? Tough loss for the Buckeyes. My thoughts are I want to cry for about an hour. Um, I am so conflicted, Dave. And, like, you know, I am, I'm sitting here watching an Ohio State team that did everything right until the fourth quarter. And, again, we blew it. Um, I don't want to make these big sweeping pronouncements, right? Like, but here's the fact. We lost to Michigan. We lost to Georgia. You, you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want, right? DJ Stroud was a goddamn warrior tonight. Proud of him. The whole team showed up. They played hard. Our defense sunk again. And down the stretch, I literally was screaming, let them score, because I trusted our offense would get us inside the 20 and give Ruggles an easy kick, right? Like, I feel really bad for Noah Ruggles because we asked him to boot a 50-yarder, right? We should have been we should have been giving him a 30 or 40-yarder. Um, mm-hmm. It's the reality on those last few play calls. But Ryan Day absolutely wanted this so bad. And C.J. Stroud, what did he do? He ran the ball, finally. I am so conflicted. Like, where are you at, Dave? Because I'm so conflicted. I'm still trying to process it. This is the thing about doing, like, the podcast, like, right after the game. It's like, I'm still trying to process it. It was like, 
I'm proud of the guys overall. Everybody like saying like, oh, the Buckeyes are going to get blown out. And I was saying like, listen, if you believe that, then like you should bet your mortgage on it, right? Because it's only like a, at the yeah. time it was like a seven point, you know, swing. And then it like went down to six, then to five. Vegas knew there were big bets coming in on the Buckeyes. Um, so it was down to five by kickoff. I don't know, man. I'll tell you what, I'm not even that conflicted. I'm just pissed off. I'm pissed I'm really- off. I, I still don't get why. And I don't, I don't like the targeting pen, penalty overall in football. I don't think like guys should be kicked out of the game. I think it should be like unless you're like. Going but to- the way they call it, that's yeah. targeting. Unless you're really trying to like like break a guy's neck and it's obvious. But like, that's, but the way it's always Harrison, called, that's targeting, right? Exactly. Marvin Harrison was knocked out of the game with the shot to the head. It's called targeting on the field, and the replay official just decides to overturn it. Are you freaking kidding me? First and goal on the two. We that's score there. Four-point penalty. That's a four-point swing. Final and we win the game point. if that happens. Yeah. And by the way, Dave, I want to point this out. Everybody who's a conspiracy theorist about referees, about Big Ten teams, has their, like, Mona Lisa today between the Michigan game where they overturned a blatant clear touchdown for Michigan and now this, where that was blatantly targeting – and you're going to tell me if Marv isn't healthy that Ohio State isn't sitting on the 10-yard line when Ruggles kicks that field goal? Like, so let's be real here. It was – I don't want to be the guy who always loses his shit whenever we lose in a playoff game. But it's hard for me, based on the way today played out, to not kind of go, what the living hell? Because if they call that targeting, if they just leave it alone on the field, the guy hit a defenseless guy – in the face with the crown of his helmet. That is targeting by every basis of the rule. Then Ohio State wins this game. Like, there's no question about it. And Michigan should feel just as screwed as we do, considering a guy sitting in the end zone had a touchdown waved off when he caught the ball. So how do we feel here? Not good. Not good at all. And, like, yes, there are other things that happen. It was 38-24 going into the fourth quarter. Ohio State should have won. Uh, Ryan Day's last two play calls, not good. Our defense in this game, at times, horrible. But, man, it's really hard to look past that targeting call. It's really hard to look past that targeting call. Because if they leave that alone, we score. And we have 45. And Georgia doesn't catch us. And going into the fourth quarter, I thought we need one touchdown more to win the game everybody said get one more in the end zone and we didn't do it we do it if they leave that targeting call up it's that simple i I don't know how else to say it so where do you put the most blame i mean like man obviously not on the offense but is it is it no is it Knowles' scheme but i've seen i see missed tackles too i'm not happy with Knowles. i was a null stand for a while now i'm not happy but i also see missed tackles that's not on him where where do you come down on this defense they cost us the game. Yeah, like it or not, that's the reality. We scored 41 points on a defense that gives up 11 points a game. You want to point fingers, it's the D. I don't know how else to say it, right? Like, bottom line is, DJ Stroud was incredible tonight. Anybody who ever questioned his willingness to run the football can shut their trap. DJ Stroud was a warrior tonight. He deserved better than this. Ohio State should be sitting here giddy as a two-touchdown favorite over TCU in the national championship. DJ played his ass off. 
Do you want to put blame? It's on the defense. It's 100% on the defense. Without a question, the defense did not win the game. When it came down to the defense having to hold a six-point lead, you know what I said? Let them score quick because there was zero faith in this defense, and they bore it out. So you want to blame anybody, it's the defense. The $2 million were play, paying Knowles a year. It didn't pay off, guys. I'm sorry. It didn't pay off. We got our uh, 40 points from Michigan and 40 points from Georgia. And we just coopered the end of the season. So I don't blame Ryan Day a ton here. Like, I, it, like it or not, this is what he is now, right? But this isn't C.J. Stroud. This isn't Ryan Day. Defense gave up 42 points in a game where we scored 41. Ohio State has never scored this many points in a game and lost in the history of the program. That's all you need to know. Damn, I didn't even think about that. By the way, welcome to the show, Heath Schneider, my man in Amsterdam. Heater, what's going on? Hey, Dave Biddle, my man in Inglewood. What's going on? Uh, I've been better. I mean, I, I'd say Happy New Year, but I'm, I'm not going to offend your senses. This is literally the worst New Year any Buckeye will ever have. Michigan lost, though, at least. Michigan did lose. You got you got to be happy about that part. Uh, Michigan will still have 0 0.5 national championships that in the correct. last 80 years. Yeah, uh, there's any Michigan uh, fans in here. That's that's 0 0.5 national championships since the, the, the last Truman administration. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah but guys, all we're doing here is covering up for the sorrow of the fact that we should I know, be winning. I, I, know, I, I, I like to deflect. Um, that, I'm, but, but I'm not um, coming in. I'm not coming in that hot with rage and anger uh, on this. You got to. I, I remember a couple of things here. Right. First, uh, the reputation of Ohio State took all kinds of hits in the aftermath of the Michigan game. Uh, this this game right here and uh, is acquittal of. Hey, this is still no doubt a nuclear power prominent team among the uh, elites in college football. Uh, we are a severe Noah Ruggles shank away from the college football finals, right? And probably what a walk. Yeah, and 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 there's a couple of things you can throw in there that uh, certainly, certainly the uh, replay didn't help us in any way, shape, or form. Twice, right? Uh, and that, and I'm not even asking for for something that is. Uh, amazingly, like, oh, it's clear that it wasn't. Oh, I forgot I'm about hoping this. it was. No, it like, like th there was no way you could say he got across prior to, and there's no way. And 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 if you go by the rule of targeting, and nobody knows what targeting is anymore, nobody does. Um, you know, then you you sit there and go with what what they called. Either way, uh, I'm not nearly as upset with where we're at for where I believe we're going. Right. Um, I, I get it. It sucks to lose and it sucks to score 41 and lose again. We're one shank away. Uh, shank you very much, Mr. Ruggles. Um, and boy, I would, it would have been amazing if it was even close. It wasn't even the same zip code. It's like he turned and kicked it to the parking lot. It, it's just insane. It was a uh, joke. Oh yeah. Yeah. He might as well have kicked it. You know, if we were at Ohio stadium, he might as well have kicked it to the, to the, uh, the players ramp, man. Our honor defend indeed. I was surprised that, cause we heard like Mayan was completely healthy. We learned very yeah. early. He was not down no. at the start. 
what you guys make of that? Do you guys think he got hurt in practice where they just lying to us all along? Because, like, Mayan, the entire team said ankle's healthy. He's good to go. Listen, if I'm a coach, I'm not going to, like, let the opponent know that my running back's hurt. Right. Um, I'll start with you. Like, what? how much did that surprise you? What's what's going on with Mayan? What do you think about that? Gamesmanship, man. They were cutting stuff off of his ankles after one carry. Yeah. He wasn't right. I was hoping he'd be able to get back out there and pound a couple short yardage plays over the course of the, the game. But at end of the day, like, he wasn't right. That's the simple answer. When Xavier – like, we're out there with Xavier Johnson and Dallin Hayden playing yeah. for a spot in the ship. I don't know what else to say. Like, the, the offense tonight was really good, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what else to say. DJ Stroud played the game of his life. And this poor kid is going to go down as the guy who lost twice to Michigan, lost in a playoff game. And that's what we're going to remember. We're not going to remember the fact that he probably was not remotely at fault for any of that, right? If we had a remotely competent defense the last two years, none of this happens, right? And Agreed. This is a really good quarterback. And tonight, I tell you what, I was a guy who, who made a lot of complaints about C.J. Stroud not running the ball, right? You know how we got in a field goal range? CJ ran for 25 yards and yeah. put his shoulder into a guy to get more. But 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 they're on they're on scrambles, right? I don't think I don't think you live and die by a designed run with CJ Stroud. I think you nobody was willing to, to extend the plays right? and and we get, extended the play advantage of what's there. He saw what was there and we yeah, said for a year. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, but CJ was CJ of anybody who doesn't deserve blame for this, it's DJ. Like, DJ was so good tonight. Oh, and he was excellent. He was my heart is excellent. broken for him more than anyone else, right? And it's a real struggle because, guys, I look at Ryan Day, and he went for it tonight, right? He absolutely did. He was aggressive just like he said he would be, uh, and I find little fault with what he did. Uh, on the field tonight, what I do find some fault with, and it goes back to the defense, is where is the defensive recruiting that's on par with our wide receiver recruiting, with our quarterback recruiting, with our offensive line recruiting, et cetera? Yeah. You know, our defensive recruiting, and certainly not defensive backfield, has been, um, you know, it's been MIA. We have six scholarship corners, Pete. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Six. Yeah. That's unbelievably bad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's an unbelievable situation that we find ourselves in, and I don't know if that's because Ryan Day is so offensive minded that he's like, well, you know what, we don't have to keep the other team from scoring; we just got to outscore the other team. Um, you know that that works to a point until you wind up as Jerry Glanville in the running gun uh, with the, the Atlanta Falcons and. You know, you're getting whipped up on because you can't stop anybody. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. On that the second play, um, after he scrambled for the first down there at the end, what were we doing? Were we trying to run a screen? What, what, what was that? Yeah, I called? think it was. I think it was a screen. Why are we not going vertical? We were killing them vertically. I, oh, I he overthought it. He said, "Hey, I haven't tried a screen yet. Let's catch him off guard." You know, I, Brian I, Day needs a guy on the headset who goes, "Quit calling screen." Yeah, that he needs that guy. 
Like, I'll tell you this though, we guys. Need a like, I, here. No, we don't. This this sucks. Like, I'm as mad as anybody right now. Um, frustrated, I would say. I'm proud of the team overall because I tell you what, this and and Heater touched on this a little bit, and Bax did as well. This um, narrative that Ohio State is soft, you can throw that out the window. Yeah. Okay, oh, they God. went toe to toe with Georgia right here in their backyard. And everybody on Georgia, if you gave them truth, Jeremy, right now, be like, yeah, Stetson Bennett, to his credit. Did you hear Kirby Smart after the game, Dave? He goes, Kirby Smart said Ohio State should have won this game. Yeah, he said they dominated us for the yeah. – so here's my thing. There's a narrative that Ohio State's soft. Like, throw it out the freaking window. Like, Yeah, yeah, but Dave, here's the deal. It was 38-24 going into the fourth quarter, and we lost. The narrative that Ryan Day chokes, I, I don't like it, but it's hard to ignore right now. So where are you putting that blame? You putting that on Ryan Day or Jim Knowles or recruiting? It's, uh, number one is recruiting. He, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on recruiting defensively. Yeah, we are defensively. If, if we recruited D linemen like we recruit wide receivers and quarterbacks, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. We didn't get enough pressure tonight on, on, on Bennett. Bennett's not good. No. Right? But yeah. we let him stand in the pocket all night. He couldn't right? run, though. They didn't let him run. No, didn't let him run. Except because for that touchdown. Pressure, he was woefully inaccurate. It was just when they had wide receivers 30 yards open. Yes. But when he when he had pressure in his face, uh, he threw a pick. He threw five or six straight incompletions. And when he – and Stroud, when he had pressure, he was still hitting. You know, uh, I, I think you see the difference between the two. Certainly the three of us do. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I still say it goes back to the Jimmys and the Joes. It's not the X's and the O's tonight. Those are just affected by those players that we haven't gotten. And we yeah, need I, better I, you know, here's, here's the hard part, too, with this, guys. Like, I really like Ryan Day, right? I really do. But our program is built on – like, our literally reason of existence, if you go back to the turn of the, the, the 19th century to the 20th, is Ohio State exists about beating Michigan, Right. And we haven't for two years now. But this was our opportunity for redemption, right? It was our second chance tonight. Everybody said this, right? And we might have gone toe-to-toe with Georgia. By the end of the day, the history books are going to show we lost to Georgia. Sure. And that's – I don't want to be unfair, right? Because Ohio State came out and balled. And if they call that targeting on Harrison like they should have, we win. Yeah. And both the Big Ten teams are going to walk out of today feeling really screwed by the officiating and the replay boot. Yeah. But we lost. Ryan Day just lost two years in a row to Michigan, and we lost to Georgia. Yeah, I agree. Can we throw the baby out with the bathwater? I don't know, guys, here. It's no, hard. No, I think that's an emotional response. Um, I, I, still believe, I still believe that Ryan Day is – currently the right guy in the right seat what we need is better recruiting on the defensive side uh i i have zero problem with the way he called the game today with the emotion he showed today he lived up to the i'm going to be aggressive uh mantra he was and uh, i think it fired up the team i want to see him like that going forward it still sticks back now i get it we lost to michigan twice in a row we lost to georgia all of that i totally understand that and it sucks on toast it sucks but i also have to go at this reason because if i just react hot-headed and say we're done with it ryan day you're out okay so let's say we say ryan day you're not the guy who is the guy 
Because if Mike you get Vrabel. rid of Ryan Day, hold on, if Mike you get Vrabel. rid of Ryan Day, you had better have somebody that is definably better than Ryan Day. Definably better. I don't know if Mike Vrabel's better, but that's where I go straight away yes. if Ryan Day isn't the guy. Vrabel hated recruiting. He never wanted to do it. How's he? What changed about that? If, if you can tell me and show worked. me how, if you can show me how Ryan, how Vrabel has changed, and he's like, "Oh, I'm all about recruiting." Okay, but until I have that evidence, no, no, not the guy. I don't think Vrabel's the miracle guy either. I think he's the first choice if we ever made a change. I don't think we make a change here yet, right? No. But I also think we walk into next season for the first time in the day era saying we have to see some results different. You know what I mean? We can't lose to Michigan three years in a row. There is heat under a seat for the Michigan stuff. Agreed. I do not believe there is heat under a seat for tonight's game. Michigan, absolutely. I think the seat, the heat for tonight probably falls on Knowles. The further I get calming down at this stab through the heart of a football game, I think the defense, the $2 million a year we're paying Jim Knowles. $2 so million a year we're paying Jim Knowles is to keep Georgia under 40. Close your eyes for just a second and, and imagine that field goal was good. What kind of tune are you singing about Jim Knowles, right? Is it is it something where – Winning masks and 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 his amazing salve and and it puts a bandaid over all the bumps and bruises and you look right by it and you say oh that was a great game it's amazing we're in the championship or do the same problems still exist? I think if you go through that, let's say we're sitting here under your hypothetical heater, yeah, and we made the kick right. We're going to the Natty. We probably are about to beat TCU for the Natty. Oh, yeah. The national championship game was tonight. I think we were tonight. Yeah. This was the game. Um, We're all sitting here going, good on Ryan Day, which I think we all kind of feel right now. Like, good on Ryan Day. Like, we're heartbroken. We're a little mad, but the Michigan thing still hangs, right? But tonight, like, Ryan went for it, right? Absolutely. Knowles hasn't made his $2 million a year to me. And win or lose, I think I would have felt that way. He's sculpting right now with inferior supplies. But how do we change that? Starts in the trenches. It's recruiting, like, man. It goes but back to does that mean do we look at LJ still? now? What's that? Do we look at LJ now? Do we say we're not getting the the D lineman we need to be getting? Yeah, I, do you guys think LJ? I was going to bring that up. Do you think guys think LJ is going to be back next year? I, I tend to think he might retire. I don't know. What do you I, guys I think? He was going to retire for the last five years. I'd be okay with LJ retiring because we're not landing the guys we need to land and we're not developing the way we used to. I hate to say that because he's a legend. Yeah. But he's also 74, three, something yeah, like that. 73 or four, yeah. Yeah. I just – the reality is D wasn't good enough this year, guys. That's where uh, – if we want to go down brass tacks, the D wasn't good enough again. It's a two-year problem, right? It was uh, The D was also wasn't good enough last year. That's why we went and got Knowles. Yeah. It was much better this year. I will say that. It Agreed. was just disappointing Agreed. these last two games. But how much heater? Let's go to you yeah, on this. Yeah, but when it mattered, it still fell short. And we'll get Bax's thought on this, too. We'll go, we'll go to heater first. Like, heater, like, how much do you put on Knowles? How much do you feel like he didn't inherit, like, a typical Buckeye defense? You know, especially some of these corners. Um, they were banged up. 
You know, I'm not trying to give him excuses because I'm like kind of down. I, I was a big Jim Knowles stan until these last two games. So I'm kind of torn. Yeah. So so let's just think about it, right? Where would we be if he didn't bring uh, players with him uh, from from where he came from, right? I mean, one player. Oh, that's right. One player. I apologize. He, who was like an average player. Who didn't turn around the night was for an easy pick in the first half. Agree 100%. I I agree with that. What if he wasn't there? That means he was the starter and he was an average player, right? If he's not there, that means the next guy's below average. Our defense would have been even better, that or even worse, which is why I asked the question what would it have been like if he hadn't brought him along, right? It would have been a worse defense, which goes back to recruiting and recruiting. Is a is a, a minimum a two year fix, right? Uh, you gotta have. You can bring in impact players that will affect immediately, but the, to raise the level for all the boats in the program, you need two years to do it. You absolutely need two years yeah. to do it. Maybe even three. Yeah, yeah, and and we're set. I don't want to say we're set because you're never set in recruiting, but on the offense offensive side of the bowl uh, ball you know, you feel great about where we're at and where we're going. Uh, defense, I, I, I have zero good feelings about where we're at and where we're going Yeah, in, in recruiting. I think Knowles certainly calls uh, a better game than, a, oh, what's his name, high school guy. Um, Bowman. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, you know, certainly calls a better game, but it, it, we got to recruit better. That's the bottom line, which and, – and, uh, Dave Biddle, you know my feelings on transfer portal and NIL. I don't even want to get into that. I think it's the the it's going to be the ruination of all things college football. But that's an entirely different conversation. We got to figure out a way to recruit better, um, more, and not even just more impact players. I want to have impact players, but I need I, I need to raise the water raise the water level for all the boats. Yeah, we need depth. Yeah, absolutely. So Bax, where are you at with uh, Knowles? Are you are you like, uh, hey, he he needs better talent, or are you like this scheme is not where it's at? You know, the reality is, there's been a lot of times this year where we've looked wildly better on defense, right? Like you and I were both big Knowles fans, Dave, because the results bored out. There's also been times where we're like, why is a simple out pattern turning into a 60 yard touchdown? Right? He's made some mistakes this year. But I go back to the same thing he's just saying here. Um, I, I'm at the point in recruiting now where it's like, if we get another five-star receiver, I'm like, whoop the freaking do I don't care about another receiver or another quarterback. You know what I want? I want beef. I want guys in the trenches. They're going to win that battle hat on hat in front of them. We're not winning that right now. Yeah. Right? Everybody who threw a fit because we didn't get those five-star defensive linemen on signing day, in my opinion, they're right. We don't have – in college football, where you have limits on time that you can work on schemes, you have to have the player to be better. Mm-hmm. Where, where's, our, where's our Will Anderson, right? Where's our Joey Bosa? Where's our Chase Young? Although Zach I love Harrison, those are some generational talents. Though. Jack Sawyer needs to step up, boys. I'm not yeah. seeing don't, that. At they, are you, are you, no, I, don't, I don't want to talk about Jack Sawyer because I'm going to say mean things right I, now. No, it's, now two, it's now two years. I haven't seen anything out of Jack Sawyer. 
Let me say Jack something. Jack Sawyer has played like a three-star recruit. <laughs> Let me say Sorry. something in defense. I want him to be great, but he has not been there. Let Heater talk. Let me... uh, in defense of Knowles in tonight's game, uh, he made some halftime adjustments that were solid adjustments. Uh, if you think back, yeah, they didn't score four possessions at half. Uh, the, the inside handoff with the with the pulling guards uh, off tackle that ran they ran three times for big plays plus ten plus yards. Um, we didn't see that in the second half. You know they 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 plugged those kinds of holes. They made adjustments. So I think he sees it. He can scheme it and he can make those adjustments. But it, it, it still immediately goes back to that recruiting issue that. Is here we won the third quarter ten nothing. What? Yeah, we won the third quarter ten nothing. It was thirty-eight to twenty-four going into the fourth. Yeah, yep. And guys, that's the thing that like all the fire and brimstone posters are going to have a lot of trouble handling because I'm sitting here having a lot of trouble processing blowing a fourteen-point lead in the fourth quarter. I know it should, you know, in fairness, it should have been an 18-point lead because Marvin Harrison got knocked out. And, yeah, if they called it targeting. Yeah. They ruled out, eh, eh, he got knocked out. He was launching into his head. Let's overturn the call on the field. Let's ignore the defenseless receiver getting hit in the top of his head with the crown of his helmet. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was his shoulder. Yeah. Okay. By the way, you're not allowed to launch your shoulder into the guy's head either. Other people were like, oh, I hit him with the shoulder. It's like, yeah. by the way, it was like helmet and shoulder. You can't yeah. launch your shoulder into a dude's head either. Yeah, but that was clear on helmet to helmet. I mean, you saw it on that that's, second replay. That's really oh, bad overturning yeah. a target call. Yeah. yeah. And the like, other one, where did you guys land on the, uh, on the turnover on downs that was turned over in replay? Can I ask you guys, what's the rule? Is I it where it the ball crosses out of bounds? Because he was still he was still in bounds before his feet were out of bounds, he reached over and he broke the plane. It's kind of he like can cross the plane of like the sideline, line, right? If it's a touchdown, that was actually a good call by the replay official. Believe it or not, yeah. So I, that one I'm not as upset about it. That's the rule. I right. find it I find it very difficult to find you know to say okay, it was called out here. Um, it's when it's when you cross the side the plane of the sideline, correct? That's not the rule, no. It's when what you touch that? out of bounds. Correct. Patrick Murphy live yeah. from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, look uh, heater and Bax, you guys want to stay on? Do either one of you want to buzz off? Guys, why don't I let you guys go here? And I will leave you guys with this thought. Ohio State just played maybe one of the best games of the Ryan Day era, yeah. and it wasn't enough. I don't know where we go from here. Better so, kick for recruiting. Beat Michigan next year. I agree with you, <laughs> All right. All right, Bax. Done. You have a good one, friend. Happy New Year. Bye-bye, friends. I don't say Happy New Year because that's the worst New Year we'll all ever have. It's, it's like the office. Like, it is your birthday. It is New Year. Uh, <laughs> it's a statement of fact. Absolutely. It is New Year. All right. Half blown blue. Happy New Year. Hopefully, we have a better one the rest of the year. Amen. He is Matt Baxnell. He is Patrick Murphy. Patrick. Patrick. Geez. I mean, the Buckeyes looked like they had it in the bag. I think at one point, the, the analytics had them 92% winning this game. Yeah, I saw 92%. Oh, 
Where did it go wrong the most? Defense, play. I mean, where do you have players? What, where do you put the blame here, Patrick? I don't know if you put the blame on any one thing. I mean, obviously, when you blow a lead like that, look, I mean, first of all, you're playing a really good team in Georgia who's been here and done this, right? Stetson Bennett was remarkable through most of that game. He's a quarterback who's won a national title. Um, you know, their whole team, I mean, it was it was impressive in what they did. But, you know, the, the thing that I, and I was talking with some other people as we were, were waiting to get into the locker room, the thing that's going to stand out in my mind about this more than, you know, the myth plays offensively, the injuries, the, the defenses, at the end of this game, they seemed content to take a 50-yard field goal. And Noah Ruggles' career long is 49 yards. He'd made a 48-yarder before, but it wasn't exactly perfect. You have Jaden Fielding, who had practiced the other day. We saw him make a 57-yard field goal, but he's a freshman. You know, are you going to throw him out here in a, in a game like this? I don't know. So, you know, you, you run a couple of plays that don't really get you much. I don't understand continuing. You don't want to turn the ball over there, obviously, but I also don't understand being not being aggressive there, trying to get, you know, get it down to like a 35, 36-yard field goal if you can. Make it easy to win this game. Uh you know, I mean, that's the last play. So obviously that stands out right now. I think we could talk about a lot of different plays. The defense at the end, you know, we were just talking to Jim Knowles and, and he said, you know, anytime you lose on a game or give up a score, uh, when you're playing man defense, you're going to look back and think, was man defense the right thing? But he's had plays when zone defense hasn't been the right thing and, and times when man was, was working, even in this game. Um, you know, I, I could I could rant here for a while, but look, the bottom line is they, they didn't didn't close it out. And it's disappointing. I had my flight to L.A. almost ready to be booked. Uh, I was looking forward to going out there with you guys and, and Buckeye Nation. And this is going to hurt. I mean, like the Clemson game a few years ago when they lost late, obviously that was bad. I don't, I don't know if this will hurt more. I think – the way this season played out, I think Buckeye fans will probably view this as as a painful, uh, more painful than that one. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to keep going. I, I'm sure you have other questions about things. No. Well, I want to get Heater out of here because I've had him for a while. Before we get Steve in here, um, Heater, any yeah. last any last comments before we get you out of here, my man in Amsterdam, my man in Inglewood. Just uh, I. I, I agree with everything that Pat's saying, but I just sit there and think, you know, you go into the last drive of the game, you're without Kate Stover, you're without Marvin Harrison, you're without yeah. Mayan Williams, uh, and and you're down to, you know, whatever is left. And um, I, 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 carry, I carry being upset, I carry all that, but at the same time, I sit there and think, I'm a, I'm a Noah Ruggles shank away from the national championship game, right? Uh, I, when I when I went in with all of that missing on the last drive, that's this in the grand scheme of things, this is more vindication than a, a report card that was failing for the program. Uh, that's my takeaway from this. And the second takeaway, and I'll leave it at this, you had better hit that defensive recruiting harder than you ever have because that is what is missing from this team right now. Offense is fantastic. It's going to be fine. We know that defense has left so much to be desired this year, last year, and actually several years before. Once you get past your headliners, uh, you did not have depth 
and we were going by on generational talent like Bosa and, and Chase Young, etc. So thank you, Heater. I'll, I'll leave it at that and give a quick shout out to Steve and, and Patrick. Great seeing you guys. See you, buddy. Right. Great seeing you, Heater. You Appreciate Heater. you, buddy. Yeah, I think real quick, Dave, just to follow up, and I, I I said this on social media at one point. Look, Georgia had one of the best defenses in the country and gave up 41 points and a crazy amount of yards. We, you know, I wrote about it. We talked about it this week. You were going to have to score in this team. Both teams were going to score in this game. I know everyone's angry and, and pissed at Jim Knowles right now. And look, this wasn't a perfect defensive performance. And he said he has to evaluate everything that went wrong. But to me, you know, this is what these college football playoff games are. You saw it in the game before with Michigan and TCU. It, it, in the way that football is played these days, defense doesn't tend to win championships anymore like it used to. Every once in a while, you still see it. But a lot of these games have been high scoring. A number of them have been pretty back and forth like this one was. And look, I think in year one of the Jim Knowles defense, when we have time to break it down and look at everything, and I know people don't really want to do that now, but I think there were significant steps made. You know, was it enough? Ultimately, no. They didn't They didn't reach their goals, any of them. I mean, making the playoff, I guess, was one, but any of the real goals. And, you know, so I, I'm not ready to jump all over the defense because I think you saw a really good Georgia defense on the other side also struggle because you're playing a really good offense. So... Yeah, I, I just want to follow up with Heat because I thought that made sense after what Heater said. Steve Hellwagon, welcome to the show. Your hey, main takeaways, on, I, mean, I mean, my God, it looked like the Buckeyes had this in the bag. And then it, until they didn't, what are your takeaways, Steve? Well, you know, it's a 60-minute game and a lot of things happen. Uh, they left the door wide open, obviously, uh, for Georgia. Um, you know, I've never seen the hit on Marvin Harrison, so I cannot personally tell you whether it was targeting or not, but they threw the flag out like immediately. And it, it seemed like it was a calculated hit by the guy. I, I, I don't know. I asked the uh, PR director here at the Fiesta Bowl to ask the officials for a pool report on that, why they rescinded that. Good but luck with I, that, right? Yeah, I don't think we'll ever hear anything no. about that. No. But, this uh, isn't the NFL. No. That was a, well, I mean, they – they do have that procedure in place if there's a major question. And to me, that was a four-point swing because instead of a field goal, that should have been first down at the three-yard line and a touchdown, you know, eventually. Yeah. So, to me, that, that was a big swing in the game. So, um, but, you know, again, uh, I agree with I agree with everything Heater said. Uh, you know, don't come away from this upset about the coaches or, or the players or anything. I think you come away with this that uh, – they gave it everything they had, and they came up a little bit short. And some days, that's how it happens. You leave here with a much better feeling than you did after the Michigan game, for God's sake. I mean, at least you, you know that. And you know that you've got the guts of a really good team coming back when you talk about all the sophomores who will be juniors and the freshmen, the redshirt freshmen who got to play this year. you got a bunch of guys coming back. And uh, so, you know, you could be in the hunt for this thing a year from now, no question about it. But uh, – so I agree with Heater about that it's not an indictment of the program or where it's at or anything like that. This was actually uh, a much better performance than the last one, certainly. So I think you take some solace in that. But I also agree 100% wholeheartedly with he or Pat, whoever said, they have got to go for some major, 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 major personnel upgrades on defense yesterday. Like, they got to get that top corner out of the transfer portal tomorrow. They got to go out and get some help. If they expect to win a national championship or compete for one next year, they got to go find some help because uh, 
they didn't have enough depth and they didn't have enough talent when the uh, when the final analysis on this season was written. They didn't have enough depth or enough talent at some key positions to win the national championship. And, uh, you know, that's that's what it came down to. It was years of neglect on defensive recruiting. I've been writing about it for two or three years. You get all these five stars on offense and no five stars on defense until Tui Malowau and Sawyer finally and, you know, Styles and Hicks and whoever. But, uh, you know, uh, that's where the rebuild's got to come. I agree 100% with that. That's where the rebuild's got to come. You can't indict Jim Knowles for, you know, making play calls with three stars. I mean, that's that's just what he had to work with. That's, you know, I'm exaggerating. I mean, I know Zach Harrison was a five-star or a four-star or whatever, but the overall talent on that defense, you know, graded against, you know, most competition, it's going to match up. So that's, that's where they're at. They got a lot of five-stars on that defense, Steve. Five-stars and four-stars, man. I don't agree with you. Who? Who? JT Tumulo out, Zach Harrison, Jack Sawyer were all five stars. Okay. Well, those are three defensive linemen right there, five stars. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But Tony Styles, five star. CJ Hicks, five star. I know they're freshmen, but, but like they didn't JT play. They didn't factor in. Jack this Sawyer they didn't play on this team. What is Jack Sawyer? I, I agree. Do? I agree. Nothing. I agree. JT Tumulo out. He's just a, a sophomore. He's just a sophomore. Well, what did Joey Bosa do as a sophomore? What did Nick Bosa do as a sophomore? They're outliers. They're like best in class. What is what is JT Tuimolo-Al doing as a sophomore? He had a couple good plays tonight. Um, I think it's the secondary is obvious. And, and also linebacker. You're very, you know, Raquan McMillan ain't walking through that door. Although I like Chambers and I like Eichenberg. Uh, Ryan Chazier ain't walking through that door. You know what I mean? So if you're only going to play two linebackers, they better damn well be studs. And, you know, I like them. I do. I like them. But I don't know. Uh, Pat, let's get you out of here on this, man. Secondary was miserable. Again. No, you're right. It, the secondary was awful. Slipping, just blown coverages. It was terrible. Patrick, let's get you out of here on this, man. Um, if you're Ryan Day, where do you go from here? I mean, obviously, you're not going to fire Jim Knowles after one year. I don't think you can do that. Defense did improve exponentially from last year. Low bar Hall of Fame, I get that. But still, like, if you're Ryan Day right now, where do you go in the offseason? Status quo? Um, I mean, I think you definitely evaluate your secondary coaches. You brought in two new ones. Um, you know, there, there still are the same issues we, we thought over and over again. Guys not turning their heads. You know, guys out of position at times. Um, you know, it. I think you got to look at that because, you know, you can't have that be the thing that costs you again. I do think to, to kind of what you and Steve were just talking about, um, I do think there's talent coming in as in terms of young guys. I was impressed with uh, Sonny Styles a little bit early tonight. I thought we'd see him more, and, and they didn't keep using him, and you know, who knows what's happening there. So I do think there are some guys that they'll be able to work in. Maybe Jordan Hancock, a healthy full season. He hasn't been healthy all year. Um, but, you know, it's tough to say if you're right. I mean, like, it's not like you can go sign free agents. You know, you can hit the transfer portal, but there's only what's available there. And, you know, I haven't looked at, at what they've got in the secondary. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that Ryan Day would tell you is, is you can't completely overreact. And that's what they've been saying. I agree with that to some level. I think that, you know, you can't just change everything. You know, obviously for fans, it's, it's simple, but, you know, you, you, you can't just do that. 
But I do think there needs to, to be some serious looking in the mirror. Maybe not as much as if they hadn't made the playoff and or if they'd gotten blown out here. You know, I do think there's some accomplishment in that, but it doesn't feel like it right now. So, you know, I think you take your time. You get back to Columbus. Uh, they're going to get back to Columbus a lot faster than we are. And, you know, you, you, you kind of let this settle, and then you look back at the whole season. You can't just look back at, at these two games. Um, no. no, they're not. But you can't just look back at these two games. You've got to look at the season as a whole. Look at the good. Look at the bad. Uh, I think you've got to evaluate some things on offense. Uh, you know, C.J. Stroud showed tonight if you have a mobile quarterback because he was the running. That that helped in this game. You know, so, you know, does that – how much is Kyle McCord going to run? Are we going to have another C.J. Stroud situation? Do you go to Devin Brown? You know, if he's anywhere near the same level as, as a passer – um, because you know he's, he's a bit more mobile. I think you have to evaluate that. Obviously, they're going to compete throughout this offseason. You've got to look at, at what, what's happening at running back. Obviously, there were a lot of injuries this year, but it, it didn't always look perfect. You still had trouble in short yardage situations. There's a lot to look at. I think anytime you don't win the national title for Ohio State, there are things to look at. But, but this, this is all compounded because of you know, these last two games. And you know maybe if you don't lose to Michigan and you got him as a two-seed and you lose – it feels a little different like it did against Clemson or whatnot, but I don't know. The, the, the simple answer to you is I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough offseason for Ryan Day. Um, I do want to give credit because I said before this, I think it was on, on my show earlier this week, look, if they lost a close one, I wouldn't feel as, as bad about it. I, it. That was a lot easier to say that. Now, now it's happened. It's like, damn. So, I don't know. There, there's certainly a lot to look at. Well, you get back to work, sir. I'll get you out of here. I'm going to bring Steve back in, get Steve out of here soon. Thank you, Patrick right. Murphy. Your boy Josh Pate's right over here. Josh Pate? Yep. He's Our CBS guys are right back there. Will you tell my nephew I said hi, Josh Pate? I will. I will. I'll, I'll let him. It's, it, it was a late kick tonight. I didn't mean I didn't mean to get you out of there like that. I, I, no, I, you're, you're good. No, you're good. Tell him it, was a, it was a late kick tonight, you know? Um, yeah. All right. You tell, you tell my nephew I said hi and, he's, and keep up the good work. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Patrick Murphy. All right, Steve. Man, I mean, so disappointing. So disappointing. As Patrick said, I was ready to make my reservation to L.A., going to play TCU. Buckeyes would have been favored. Vegas said by probably like nine and a half points. It's like they gave away the national. You don't know. I mean, they they could have lost to TCU, obviously. Michigan thought they were going to run through TCU. That didn't work out well for them. It felt like Ohio State lost the national championship tonight to me, Steve. You're mute. I think you're. I think you're muted, Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's so much background noise. I didn't want it to go out, but um, yeah, I think that uh, you've gone through a four-year stretch here with two of the best quarterbacks your program's ever going to have, and you didn't win a national championship. So. Uh, I guess you just keep moving forward and keep trying and keep swinging and keep hoping. But, you know, you missed a real beat here. You missed a real opportunity. And, uh, man, I thought they had it. When Stroud scrambled down the middle for that 27 yards, I thought they're, they're right there in position. And I agree with Patrick's uh, sentiment that they backed off the throttle way too soon there. Right. Thinking that, that Noah was going to be automatic from 47 or whatever it was. They even took a loss on a play or two there. And you can't do that. So uh, they needed to get that down to the 20 to where it was a 37-yarder 
and it was more of a certainty. I mean, they did try to throw the ball there once or twice and, and uh, you know, try, tried some things, but uh, there should have been some type of sure-handed pass player out of that that, that, that put them in a better position. So, um, yeah, I you know, things just didn't go their way today. That's just the way it is. And uh, it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. I can tell you that. Uh, just, uh, you know, they uh, they gave everything they had, and it just wasn't enough to, to get out of here with the win tonight. I'll let you go on this. I want to address some of the nonsense we're hearing about Marvin Harrison Jr. perhaps transferring to USC and Travion Henderson perhaps transferring to USC. I'm told by sources that I trust profusely that that is nonsense. So if you're worried about Marvin Harrison transferring or Travion Henderson transferring, I'm hearing don't worry about that. Steve, what, what are you hearing about that? Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything to that uh, to that uh, way. And it would be a very surprising thing because those guys are both on a fast track to the NFL if they just uh, stay the course. I know Henderson hit kind of a lost year this year, but, uh, you know, he's certainly their top guy if he comes back. So uh, to me um, – you know, I, I mean, what I mean, Harrison potentially is going to play with his high school teammate, potentially McCord, um, you know, or Devin Brown, one or the other. If it ain't McCord, then it's somebody better than McCord, and that'd be a pretty good player. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't foresee either of those guys doing that. I think we're living in a real, real difficult time right now. We've got a lot of stuff going on in this uh, football society, and, uh, I was talking to Bill Conley, our old friend tonight, and uh, he says he's never seen anything like uh, the craziness that's enveloped this sport right now, and, and we're going through a very difficult phase here. I mean, you you know, we always used to joke about, you know, people buying players and whatever. Well, people are actually buying players now, so it, it is out there in the open, so uh, somewhat. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's all going to work out. Uh, High State's going to field a team next year, and, um, you know, It'll be, it'll be a very good team. I, I, in my opinion, I think they're going to be right back in the top 10, uh, you know, 10 and 2, 11 and 1, maybe something like that, and take their chances. That's, that's all they can do. All right. Get back to work, my friend. I appreciate you joining me. I will probably see you later. Hey, God bless everybody out there. Happy New Year. And uh, we've seen much worse than this, believe me. Uh, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to us in our lives, then I think we're all pretty blessed people. So uh, I think we're going to be all right. <clears throat> Every little thing's going to be all right. Steve Hellwagon, thank you very much. All right. We'll get some last-minute questions in here. If you have any questions, fire away. Last few minutes of the show here. Andrew on YouTube. Is our strength and conditioning outdated? You know, I mean, I like Mickey Mirati a lot. I don't think strength and conditioning was the problem tonight. I mean, the Buckeyes were out there playing physical, playing fast. It's hard for me to say because I don't – you know, I'm not like a strength and conditioning expert, as you guys can tell. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, though. I mean, like I, I've heard the same things you have. Are they not doing enough like, you know, sports science stuff? I trust Mick Marotti. OK, so I, I don't think that that's the issue. Maybe I'm wrong. I do not think that's the issue. Yeah. And there, there were a lot of injuries this year, as Bambino points out on YouTube. But again, you know, is that strength and conditioning? Is that bad luck? Because it's football. I feel like it's bad luck. You know, in football, it's just – they had – you know, I asked Ryan Day about this at Media Day the other day. I've never seen an Ohio State team that was this banged up throughout the year. You know, you lose Jackson Smith and Jigba for the year, basically – basically lost them for the year 
first game of the year, Notre Dame. I know he tried to come back two other times, basically done for the year first game. Travion Henderson broke his foot early, tried to play through it. Mayan Williams got hurt. Corners, they were down to two corners at one point, two scholarship corners, both freshmen. Do you guys remember that? For like two weeks, they were down to J.K. Johnson and Jair Brown. But that's part of football. Everybody deals with injuries. I just feel like Ohio State was hit pretty hard this year. But um, I don't think that's on strength and conditioning. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. All right, keep firing away. Tony says the better team did not win. Tonight, the better team did not win. I think Georgia's a really, really good team and um, defending national champs and hell of a team. So much respect for them. Their fans are cool. Their writers are cool. I mean, their fans who are not talking smack in our uh, podcast right now are cool. No, I mean, seriously, most of most of the uh, Georgia fans are cool. Um, you know, obviously there's exceptions, but uh, we've got some in here right now. People are saying we got to cut Jim Knowles' salary. Yeah, I don't know about that. He signed, uh, I believe, a three-year contract. That salary's not getting cut, my friends. He's making $2 million a year. Will JT commit to the NFL? No, because he's only a sophomore. Now, you might say he could sit out the year and not play, but I don't think he's going to do that. JT's only a sophomore. You have to be at least three years out of high school. So JT Tumolau will be coming back next year. J.T. Tuimolo, wow. <laughs> I love some of the, I love some of the, like, the realistic dog. This guy's, like, had a couple nice comments. Year of the Dogs on YouTube. I have no clue how we won that, says our Georgia fan friend. Um, hey, it happens. Buckeyes left a minute. You have to put a team away. They should have learned their lesson against Michigan. When you have a chance to put a team away, you got to do it. All right. Any final questions? You guys fire away here. Will Harrison commit? I'm guessing Donnie on Facebook wants to know, will Harrison commit? You mean, will Harrison transfer? No, he's not going to transfer. I addressed that earlier. It's nonsense. The stuff about Marvin Harrison Jr. transferring to USC and Travion Henderson. Yeah, people are reaching out to them. They're not going anywhere. Of course, people are reaching out to them. You'd be stupid not to. Like, who? Like if you're like Lincoln Riley and you're not reaching out like to Marvin Harrison behind the scenes, like, what are you doing? Hopefully Ryan Day's reaching out to like every like good offensive tackle in the country because by the way, Paris Johnson just played his last game tonight. Dewan Jones just played his last game tonight for the Buckeyes. Go hit that portal hard. Michigan got like the best center in the country this past year. They already got two guys in the portal this year for next year's team. They already got them. Already. Ohio State's got to hit that portal hard. Hard. Especially you only signed like what 19, 20 kids this year in the recruiting class. Michigan signed 23. And they have seven kids in the portal already. That's 30. Ohio State's got to step up. Last year was not good enough. You get this kicker from USC who, I don't even know, Parker Lewis. Okay. You get Chip Traynham. You get Tanner McAllister. That's what you do in the portal last year. That's not the modern day of college football. You got to hit it harder than that, especially this year. Donnie says we need a mean-ass Mean, badass inside linebacker. I mean, Tommy is that. I don't think the uh, badass inside linebacker was the problem this year. 
Yeah, I hear you. Somebody, Josh on Facebook is saying, Knowles ain't it, DB. Listen, as you guys know, I, I've loved Jim Knowles. Very disappointed these last two games. Very disappointed. Very disappointed. But I, I'm still, like, I'm not ready to say, like, Ryan Day should fire him and bring in somebody new. I mean, listen, like, I'm disappointed. I'm not calling for his job, though. I'm sure many many of you are. I get it. We're all frustrated. I'm not calling for Jim Knowles' job. Now, much like Kerry Combs, if we're having the same conversation at this time next year that the defense is what's holding this team back, that's can't, ha- can't happen two straight years. Mm, very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Terry, let me hit this one. Where are we at here? You guys are coming fast and furious. I'm trying to keep up. Terry on Facebook, what should they do with Tim Walton? I don't know. Not working out well. And I hate to say that about a former Buckeye, 1993. Excellent player on that 93 team. I don't know. I want to like Tim Walton. I don't like what I'm seeing out of the corners. Not doing a good enough job on the recruiting trail. Not doing a good enough job coaching up the corners. I tend to think Ryan Day is going to give these guys another year. I don't think he's going to go like – that's kind of how – I know it's a brief tenure so far, but that's kind of how he's done things so far. He'll give you – you know, if you disappoint him in the first year, he'll come to you and probably talk to you and, like, you better fix it this coming year. So I don't, I don't think they're going to probably uh, do anything with the defensive step. Other than LJ, I think if I had to bet, I think LJ's probably going to retire. Maybe he'll come back for one more year is what I'm told. But he'll either retire or come back for one more year from what I've been told. I don't know. I think that might be the only change on defense, though, is if LJ retires. You know the funny thing? Eric on Facebook, shanked a field goal at the stroke of midnight. If Noah Ruggles would have hit that, it would be like at the same time. I wasn't watching Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest or whatever, obviously. But that would have been like as the ball is coming down um, in New York City is when that field goal would have went in. Instead, I think he kicked it to New York City. Oh, my God. That looked, that looked like me trying to kick a field goal. Now, that we did have somebody that said, I didn't see this. I haven't, I haven't rewatched the game yet. But obviously, since I came on like right after the game, we did have somebody say that like the holder like had his hand, like the Ruggles is like foot hit the holder's hand. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I have to like, I'll have to verify that, but I didn't want to throw that out there. Our last great corner was Jeff Okuda. You know, I don't think you could disagree with that. He was a number three overall pick of the draft. Yeah, I hate I hate blaming the refs because Ohio State still should have won the game. Let's not blame the refs. Like, but we can still call a spade a spade. Like we can stay like, hey, listen, Ohio State still should have won the game, but Marvin Harrison on the field gets knocked out. It's called targeting. And you reverse it. All the questionable targeting penalties we see, guys are fine, whatever. Marvin Harrison gets knocked out to a blow to the head. It's called targeting on the field, and you reverse it. Four point swing. Jeez. Like I said. Don't blame the refs, though. People are saying, don't blame the refs. I'm like, that's what I'm saying, too. But we can still say when they messed up, right? Both things can be true. Ohio State did not lose this game because of the refs. But that was still a freaking terrible call to overturn that by the replay official. Unbelievable. Guy's knocked out, and he he clearly... Do you guys not know the target? I've heard people say, well, it was shoulder. By the way, if you go, I mean, they showed the replay like many times. If you go back and look at it, it actually was helmet and shoulder. Let's say it just was shoulder and you're launching. 
Go read the rules. That's still targeting. That's still a penalty. You can't launch into somebody's head, okay? And it was called a, it was called targeting on the field, and you reverse it. Replay officials, man. Replay officials, dude. See, here's a here's a guy right here that doesn't know the rules of football. Right here, red patriot has no ideas about the rules. Now you do. You can't launch with your shoulder into somebody's head. It's like saying, well, I only like kicked him in the head. No, you can't, you can't do that either. Okay. It doesn't matter. If you launch at somebody's head, that's targeting. Okay. It doesn't have to be helmet to helmet. By the way, if you go look at it, there was helmet to helmet. Let's get away from that though. I'm, I'm ready to move on. Here's the thing. Ohio State had that game one. CJ Stroud runs down that field to the 30 yard line. Right then, if you're Ryan Day, you got to think we cannot settle for a 50 yard field goal. We've got to try and at least get another first down at the very least, get like another five, seven yards. I don't know what they did after that. Um, terrible. And then you, you rely on Noah Ruggles, who is accurate, but what is he not good at? He doesn't have a strong leg. You guys ever seen him kick off? No. Is he good from 50-plus? Nope. So he's probably not good from 49. Had to get some more yards there. You cannot rely on a 49, 50-yard field goal in that situation. You had to get more yards there. So... Yeah, I like this. There's a lot of love for CJ coming in. Tell you what, even if he didn't run the ball, the way he's throwing it, CJ, CJ played his butt off tonight. Like credit to CJ, running the ball, throwing the ball the way he did. Like he did everything he could, everything he could. Even after Georgia got the lead late by one, I was thinking the same thing. They left too much time on the clock. I saw him going to like going to his teammates, like smiling, like we got this, we got this. I loved it. It took till the final game of his Ohio State career. But that guy was out there running the ball, getting up, picking up cheap first downs, like rumbling for 25 yards. Now, he's always done a good job, I think, of moving in the pocket. You know, that first touchdown to Marvin Harrison. I mean, that was that was pristine out of CJ. Um, very proud of CJ. I'm glad to see him go out like that as a Buckeye. I mean, I wish he wasn't, wasn't going out with a loss, but you know what I mean. I'm glad he's going out with a hell of a performance. And I'm glad that all of you are – Showing him the the uh, proper amount of love. Yeah, CJ looks like the number one pick in the draft, says Kyle. I bet, I guess it depends on who has the number one pick. I mean, I guess it'll be the Texans probably. Unless the Bears get it. If the Bears get it, they'll trade it. Because um, they got a guy that, that we know named Justin Fields. Let's say it's the Texans. I bet the Texans will take Bryce Young. I'm not saying they should. I just bet they will. But CJ played great, man. Played great. Played great. So, tell you what. We'll, uh, we'll close it up now. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Thank you very much to Heath Schneider, a.k.a. Heater. Thanks to Matt Baxendale. Thanks to Steve Hellwagon. And thanks to Patrick Murphy. And thanks to all of you. Tough, heartbreaking loss. Hey, it happens. Buckeyes put up a hell of a fight, though. You know, a lot of people thought they were getting blown out, and then they came within an inch of winning this game. Should have won it. Georgia pulled it out. Credit to them. Uh, tough one. Really tough one. Um, other than that, right, I hope all of you are happy, having a happy new year. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us for the Bucknuts Morning 5, for the What We Learn Live podcast all year, for Pat's Bucknuts Happy Hour. Couldn't uh, appreciate you guys more. Um, 
We'll see. Maybe the Buckos will go back to the CFP next year. Anyway, appreciate you guys a lot. Thanks to all of my guests and thank to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.